It's life on life's terms. Uh, I'm Chris Mandeville, and uh, we are over here at a New Way Recovery Center in Quincy, Mass., on Quincy Ave. Um, if you're in the South Shore area and you're looking for resources or you're in treatment and you need to use the computers, whatever, come on down and check it's this place out. It's a great out. resource, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. So, Sal, you want to keep this um, about a fist length away from your mouth. So, yeah, tonight we get a friend of ours, Richie. Um, and he's going to share his experience, strength, and hope with us, and he's going to be aware. Be aware. <laughs> to be aware is to be alive. Um, What's up? It's cranking in the red. See it? Oh, yeah. Um, so did we go live on YouTube? Uh, yes, we did. All right. Good job. All right. We good. Sorry, Sal. So. All right. Yeah. No worries. So, <laughs> so you can use your last name or not. I don't know. Like I said, don't bother me. All right. All right. All right. So it's on you. On me? <laughs> you got to yes. start us off anyway. All right. Uh, let's see. Where do I start? Obviously, uh, got into uh, drugs and alcohol at roughly 15. Um, you know, 15. Hang- wow. Yeah. So you started smoking. Late bloomer. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, smoking weed, taking perks, bikes, ecstasy. Um, all, all at that age. All at that yeah, age. See, I yeah. wasn't doing none of that. At 15, yeah. I might have smoked a joint and I was drinking, you know? Yeah, mm. yeah drinking. Um, but, yeah, it, it was usually a an every weekend deal uh, with, and, the, and with the perks and vice. Where was this? Where did you grow up? I grew up in Charlestown. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> um, you know, hanging on the corner. That's what we did for fun. Um, you know, and it, it started out innocent enough. Uh, but I always, uh, growing up, I always felt like I didn't fit in, like I didn't belong. Um, and I yeah. was always, I was one of those chameleons. I would be yeah. what I thought you wanted me to be. Uh, so, you know, when, when a joint got put in front of me, I smoked it. When, you know, when yeah. things got offered up, I would do it. Yeah, you did what, what it, you thought other people wanted exactly, you to do. Exactly. Yeah, as and, a kid, and, you know, you're and, just so innocent. You know, you yeah. Just, you don't know how to act. You no. don't know what to do. But we, but we know we want to be accepted. You want to be accepted, exactly. That's what it boiled down to, you know. Right. And when I when I put those substances in, into my body, that that change, I finally felt accepted. Like it, it was, you know, you hear people all the time talk yeah. about when they drink and the first time they they got drunk, they were, you know, all of a sudden they were going talking to girls. And yeah, but say, it, and that's the thing. Like you you felt accepted, but. It didn't matter it, it if you were ma- or not because you, yeah. you were okay. Exactly. exactly. The second the second time I ever got drunk is the first time I kissed a girl. And it was like the day after the first time I ever got drunk. <laughs> and like to this day, and even right after, I was like, why, why, did, I, why did I do that? That was weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, this is great. You know, it's, yeah. it's just, it's, you look back on it. I look back on it now and I think about it and it's like, Jesus. You know, but at the point, you don't know what you don't know, you know, and it's like, again, it starts out innocent enough. 
you don't think anything about addiction. You don't think anything about none of that. Uh, you know, and, and progressively, the drinking got worse. The drugs got worse. The drugs got harder. You know, Oxycontins came into play. Um, you know, you start eating those. Somebody's like, oh, I got an Oxycontin 20. or an Oxy-. I remember the, time I fr- the first time I ever took an OC40. And I was eating Perks every weekend, you know, more than every weekend. Uh, I think I was getting into the weeks at that point. Um, and the first time I took an OC40, it almost made me sick. That's how strong it was. Like yeah. The first time I took it, I, I almost puked my guts out. Now you chewed it or uh, No, I just, I just ate it normally. Oh, really? I didn't know, wow. I didn't know anything about it. I just yeah. swallowed it. But oh the thing, really? The thing was so strong and potent that you know. Wow! And how old was the age? Eighteen, nineteen. Yeah. Something like that. But 20s. Though, they were they were like really flooding the scene at that yeah, time. They were. OCs, they were and, like, and, 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 especially out that way. Yeah, and, yeah. and <laughs> it was it was um, you know it was geared towards cancer patients for for their pain. And That's the only time I ever got one. I got a one hundred milligram OC. And, uh, yeah, I, I ate it like a pill. Yeah. And uh, I got a little high, but I was strung, too. I was strung out with yeah. the lab right yeah. at that time. I was but, like, I ah, mean, fuck those at that At that time, there was, you know, everyone was fucking ripping off the pharmacies. And, yeah. Oh, you yeah. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like, oh, yeah. everyone's jumping the counter. That's when the pharmacy you know? thing yeah. first kicked off. Yeah. You know, dudes were robbing pharmacies up and down, you know. In Massachusetts, on, New on bicycles with yeah. wigs on. You know? Um, <laughs> and... Hopefully we get those guys on. And, and that's that's where it brought... Every, again, it started innocently. You just take this OC thinking it's like a perk. Yeah. And you don't right. think anything of it. Next thing you know, you're strung out like a lab rat and you're jumping counters robbing pharmacies. Yeah, yeah. You know? you, like, you, you're like, you know, I know for myself, like, I got into... I went right to heroin. Yeah. Like, it was... My addiction started before the OCs really came on the scene. I mean, there was perks and, and all that stuff and they were, they were around, but they weren't like that you know what i mean it was like okay yeah yeah, i knew this old guy that got 60 of them a month and he fucking gave me the whole thing for like a couple hundred bucks and then i'm selling them all and buying heroin with it yeah you know right so like i never really took them much you know but like they started coming on the scene and and i didn't know what dope sick was for a long time yeah and if you have those pills and you're taking them and you start you know not feeling well but you're Ignorant to the fact that you may be addicted to them. Well, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. now you're like, wow, what the fuck's wrong with me? And it's like, oh, you don't feel good? Your nose is running? You're shitting yourself? Yeah, yeah. Your stomach hurts? Here. And then, boom, it's gone. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. That's why yeah. it's, that's another reason why it's so addictive. Yeah. Because, the, you know, anything that you contrast, like uh, 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 some serious, uh, trial that you're going through like if you're really in pain you're really sick or you're really outdoors and you're cold really cold and then you get in and you're warm and you appreciate that so much you know what yeah. i mean or anything that go through that suffering makes the good times so much better and so you're on this cycle you know what i mean i was i mean i you know you get really sick and you, you you throw up a little bit you know your stomach's hurting this and that but you know that you're gonna get that feeling later on that day so it makes it all worth it yeah. it's almost like or, or you know. you tell yourself, I'm going to stop. Once you know what's going on, I'm going to stop. Yeah. And it's, oh, yeah. I don't know, fuck, I, it's funny, I was talking to my boss today who's, he just drinks beer. You know what I mean? He's, he's from around here, he just drinks beer, and he can't fathom, like, 
the shit that I did. Yeah. And because like we drive by the methadone clinic and he's like, he, he asked a lot of questions. He's like, I know you probably hate me. I'm like, no, dude, like it's okay. Like I want to educate people. Yeah. Understanding is what's going to help. So he's like, yeah. so those people go there to get off of drugs. I said, yes, those people go there so that they don't have to hunt down heroin every day. Right. They're thinking maybe they can get off drugs, some of them, and then they end up being on that for years. Yeah, and I said, and sometimes but... That, sometimes that ends up worse because if I was sick off methadone too. And yeah. Uh, that stuff, I swear to God, that stuff hurt more than heroin. And that's, that's, that's what, what the discussion was. I said, listen. That's what people say. I kicked dope a million times. Yeah. Three, four days, you were okay. Yeah. Right. That stuff is weeks. If not months, and suboxone is even worse. Yeah, really? Yes, I did it's, not. Know it's that. a longer, longer detox. I remember than the, that. the first time My I took a suboxone. God. I had just gotten out of Cab Danvers, mm. and suboxones were new on the scene. And uh, I, I, I got home, and somebody gave me a full suboxone, and I knew nothing about it. it but yeah. as, as a, as a good old junkie. I put the whole thing under my Absolutely. tongue. Absolutely. And I got wrecked. <laughs> yes. I got jammed out of my mind. Oh, yeah. I yep. was and, detoxed and, and, after and, and, it, and it was, you know, the person that gave it to me said, this is an opiate blocker. I'm not thinking I'm going to get jammed off. Right. Right. I got wrecked. P- I, it's funny. Like, people that haven't got high in a while, they're like, yeah, I'll try some box. And they're fucking jamboozled. Like, yeah. this is supposed to prevent you from being able to get high. Yeah. But I'm fucking ruined right. yeah. yeah i the, never took it i don't know what it's like the mothers it, or the wives of the husbands are sitting there going well the doctor prescribed it oh so yes. it must yeah. be okay he needs yeah. eight milligrams twice a day yeah, yeah. Well, here, yeah. here's your here's, uh, you here's your dose and that's what started all this is the doctors mm. high as a yep. giraffe's balls is the, the pharmaceutical reps pushing these you know pushing the ocs off as the numerical drug and I, doctors pushing them and yeah i was talking and, with, i was talking about that with a friend in the parking lot before this podcast started yeah you know how it was the the opiate epidemic was manufactured. Yeah, it, it was, was created. Yeah, it was. But don't 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 you know forget that that those people who invented that drug were were trying to solve a, a problem. Right, right. You know, I, and and the, then the the, the human pain. nature took over. The human nature exactly. always takes over. No matter so. no matter how much good your um, your motives are to do something human nature is always somebody's always gonna find a way mm. to go the opposite way with it and yep. that's just the way and, and unfortunately it. someone's gonna be able to dope we, fiend we it. are where we are now and I mean I, I was talking to people between yesterday and today I've already heard about three people that OD'd between yesterday and today like friends of friends of people that like I know dead or dead dead you know <sighs> That's, yeah, that's and, and, and it's you it's hear no about it constantly, it, it, especially dude, with Facebook. You see, so tough. I, it's like an obituary. I've seen so, yeah, obituary. seriously, I've seen so many posts within the past two days of, um, you know, rest in peace. Uh, it's like, and and it's yeah. it, that boggles my mind because when I was out there shooting heroin on a daily basis for almost seven years, I can probably count on one hand how many people i know died in that time yeah right now i can't even keep count and and now it's you don't even know what you're getting i mean granted yeah. you didn't really didn't know what you're getting a bag of dope back then but now you really don't know you could be getting a pure bag of fentanyl i seen right. i seen um actually my man who just commented jack he put up a post someone had a, a bag of dope tested yeah and there was like 15 fucking drugs in that bag of dope yeah. wow and there was like little tiny bit of heroin yeah yeah 
well, fucking insane. Well, when you think about, uh, you know, some people think that um, the way to take the, the drugs out of the hands of the of the cartels and stuff is to just to legalize all the drugs. The, the, the problem is that that's not really going to solve the problem exactly because there's, 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 a, there's a legal drug called alcohol. And, I mm. mean, the first time I drank it, I was 13, 12, 13, you know what I mean? And I didn't stop drinking it until no, I finally if, got if, sober at 34. If you, if you have the allergy, if you're an addict, if, if, it, if that's, you know, if it's in you, then no matter what, you, you're gonna, it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. it's. It may take longer, you know. You may you may be able to keep it at bay for a while. Yeah, you know. But it, right. The if thing you, about the, the thing about heroin and, and stuff like that compared to alcohol is it's so much faster. Yes, I mean, so much easier I'm, to I'm, die. I'm thankful that I started shooting heroin in, as early as I did. Well, Me I, too. I started late, but I started early considering right, age right. wise. But had I just drank could still be out there drinking yeah you know like it, right. it, it definitely sped up the process and got me in here right waiting waiting for what you went through with opiates to happen with alcohol exactly because yes. it, it's gonna happen i mean you right. see it all the time in meetings you see these guys 50 60 years old you know us coming and i came in at 25 yeah you know in, right. in 29 you know 34 so they, they would uh you know, you'd be in meetings and talking to them like, Jesus, I wish I got it. You already I'm 52 and I'm just getting it. Yeah. Because yeah, the, right. all they did is drink. So it's just, it just, it's a slow progression. Whereas you get into the, the hard stuff, heroin, uh, even Coke sometimes, depending upon if you, you know, whatever it is, um, that'll get you in the door faster. Yeah. yeah. And, and also, I've seen a lot of like old timer alcoholics have some type of procedure, get put on a pain medication. Yeah. Boom. Sobriety's out the window now. It's a whole different animal that yeah, they're fighting. Yeah. 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 You know, I've I've seen it a few times and it's it's sad. You know, I, you know, kind of affecting my personal life as well. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It's. I think <clears throat> I think, with a lot of old timers, guys just drank. Maybe they think that it's not going to happen. Mm, you know, yeah. I, I think we all think at th- that point we we definitely did when we were out there that oh that won't happen to me that won't happen to me. Of so, course. Well, so maybe maybe as as just an alcoholic who wasn't addicted to drugs never did drugs that thought well I'm not a drug addict so this is I'll be all right. That's yeah. that's an old outdated and completely false oh absolutely deception that people used to have is that alcohol isn't a drug. There's drugs and then there's no, alcohol. alcohol is a drug. Alcohol it's just, is a drug it's because a, it's, it's a different form of putting it in your body, but it does the right. same thing. It's, why yeah. is why wouldn't it be a drug? Because it's liquid and you drink it. Yeah, yeah. It's, whether, it's whether a you drug. shoot it, sniff it, smoke it, drink it, yeah, yeah. it all does Doesn't the same matter. stuff. You know, yeah. it's yep. it is. It's yeah. definitely a drug. And, and, and for when you start making that um, differentiation between, oh well, it, you know, I'm not sticking a needle in my arm, or I'm not sticking a, you know, I'm not sniffing it, I'm not smoking it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I, you I have heard that you have that crazy mentality. I, that, I heard the term, you're chewing your booze. Yeah. Yeah. Chewing your booze, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Right. You know, it's absolutely. it's all the same. Yeah. You know, and, and it, it, once you once you come to accept that, then you know that no no matter what, you can't drink, you can't smoke, you can't shoot. You, mm-hmm. It's all it's all off the table. And and if you were a, a, just a straight drinker, and you do get put on pain meds, you still have that sick thinking. Yeah, and you, and you need to talk about it. You need to tell people. You need to let people know up front. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. I remember, the, I remember the crazy stuff my sponsor uh, Joey was going through when he had to have surgery and he had to go on pain, yep. pain meds. 
and he's looking in his eyes in the mirror and they're pinned, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. But he stayed sober. But yeah. Well, that's the thing about it. Is prescribed. So there's going to be instances mm. in life, and, and again, this is life on life terms. Yep. So there's going to be instances in life where something happens. You break bones. You have surgery. Yep. You have to have pain meds because it's the pain's too unbearable. It's You can try ibuprofen, Tylenol. It might not right. touch it. You well, might have to thing. do. He yeah. was afraid he was going to get the fuck it. It's like if he if he said, I'm just going to tough it out and not take the, pre- the prescribed meds that all of a sudden one night trying to sleep he'd get the fuckets and, and shoot the southie or whatever well that's yeah. where that's where the program comes into play that's where your foundation comes into play you're, oh you're, yeah that's where honesty. honesty honesty you, you talk right. to you talk to the people right. that you surround yourself with you talk yep. to your you know your, your core group of people yeah. and you let them know what's going on with you and you be honest honesty honesty yeah. is the big if once you start lying to yourself it's it's all over. Yeah, you know you, 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 <laughs> exactly. you can pull the wool over everybody else's eyes, and you can lie to everybody else, but once you're lying to yourself, that's it. Yeah, you know? that's right. That, that delusion you're trying to trying to convince yourself. Nah, man. No, I'm 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 all right. Yep. I know I'm all right. Yeah. No, you're not. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. no. Once oh. you tell yourself you're all right in that situation, you're not all right. Yeah. You know, anyway, it's like, like the old saying. Once you're trying to, if you're trying to control something, you're out of control. Out of control, yeah. Yep. You know, where were we in Sully's story, though? Where, where? I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Rabbit hole. <laughs> Rabbit hole. Uh, That's the way it goes. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, got into the the OCs, um, and my mother ended up passing away when I was 23, um, which was 2002, mm-hmm. and I, uh, you know, she was my world. So. Um, after that, I, I kind of just went off the deep end, you know, and, and yeah. started delving into more stuff and, you know, uh, decided to start shooting coke and smoking crack and shooting heroin. And, and it just mm-hmm. all went downhill real fast, you know, and uh, looking for the comfort and escape reality. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It sucks. It's you tough, know, tough. doing doing stupid stuff, going out, stealing cars. Uh, you know, being out two, three, four, five in the morning. Allegedly, yeah, allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I allegedly stole that car. Uh, you know, just doing stupid stuff and, and getting in, in trouble with the law and getting arrested and getting involved in the courts and uh, yeah. you know probation and and uh, I ended up getting stuck on probation for. They ended up giving me a year, continuing on finding for a year. And it, like a good junkie that I was, uh, you know, showed up for probation for a little while and then just stopped going. Um, well, that's another thing that I say sometimes I think about is um, like the to, if you made the drugs legal, okay, uh, then, you know, when I got sober, it was about because I got arrested and it was like being rescued because I couldn't stop myself. So when I got put behind the bars... In the holding cell, I was relieved. I was yeah. happy. I was like, "Thank God!" Yep. You know yeah. what I mean. And yeah. then, and then when I was in there, I was clear headed for a while, and I started writing Dan Bowen, our counselor, uh, "Please let me back in the house," because I had gone through when Chris was in there. You know, and I had been yeah. in the house already, yeah. but yeah. I yep. fucked up at the end. So, please let me back in the house. You know, I'll, I'll do whatever, whatever I wrote. I don't remember. I wish I could see it. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet they have that on file somewhere. No, they probably don't. I held on to a lot of my paperwork from what we turned about for a long time. I just actually found a bunch of stuff. Did you? Yeah. yeah. I uh, moved uh, the last of my stuff out of a garage that I had it in, and I just threw everything away but then i found these big manila envelopes and i'm like mm, 26 lump on road no hold on oh yeah oh yeah yeah because uh, you know you yeah. got to write a letter every week yep 
you got to show interest that you oh, want to come you here. You want to go to the program. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's it's nice to be able to look back on that and, and see your thought process. Um, and you know, you talked about going being in jail, and uh, you know, like that guy that I was talking about earlier, my my foreman that I work with, he says, uh, "So, you know, what what made you get straight?" And I'm like, "Fucking bars, dude." Yeah. yeah, I was locked up. I got arrested. He's like, "So." You were just in a cell and you were sick. I'm like, no, I was in a fucking pod with 40 other guys yeah. and had no privacy. And yes, I was sick. Yeah, he's sick like, at first. He was like, oh, <laughs> he's like, Whoa. For the first week and then yeah. the yeah. rest of the time, you know. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's exactly what happened to me too. Is is eventually I stopped going to probation. Oh uh, uh, yeah, my apartment in the projects yep. was a, was a shooting gallery. I had every everybody and their mother in in my place. Yeah, this was a disaster, complete yeah, yeah. disaster. Uh, you know, and the cops come knocking on my door. Everybody's geeked out of their minds. Uh, they're here. They're here. Exactly. No, they're really here. No, they're really here. And I'm like, <laughs> guy came running into the room. He had a plate in his hand. He was geeked out of his mind. He's, he's, his his eyes are bugging out of his head. He's like, the cops are here. And I'm like, what are you talking about? A plate? Yeah, he had a, he had a plate with Coke on it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He had a plate yeah, yeah. full of Coke. He's, he's just running around <laughs> bugging out of his mind. And, and he comes into the room with his with his eyes wide. And I'm like, yeah. You know, and he's like, where do I put this? Yeah. Scarface that shit. Exactly. You know, and, and, and I'm like, so I get up, oh, I get up, and I go to the door, and sure as shit, the cops are there. You know, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Warrant? You know, and yeah, warrant. warrant. I, had, I had a warrant for probation. <clears throat> um, you know, and, and normally you look for a way out, like you, you're thinking about jumping out a window and screwing, yeah. you know? And, yeah, yeah. But for some reason, something something told me to open the door. Like I don't know, I swear I don't know. It's not normal thinking when you're in that. Nobody wants to go to jail, yeah, but yeah. for God some reason, moment. for some reason, something told me to open that door, and I did. Uh, and mm-hmm. you know, sure as shit, I get put in the handcuffs along yeah. with, with a few other people that were in the house that weren't very happy with me that I opened the door. They were, <laughs> they were a little mad at but, me, but but it's crazy that like at first that feeling, and you know, you're like fuck, fuck, but then. You like get that moment of clarity, and you think for a second, and you're like, <sighs> "Yeah, you know what?" Yeah, and, and, thank and, God. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and it, it it didn't really hit me right away. It took you know I spent the weekend uh, at Area A one in, in Boston. Oh yeah. You know they 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 put I got, it was a Friday. I got arrested. They held me there till Monday, <laughs> which was there. which was the worst that because you're in that sucks. cell by yourself. There's no clock. There's no blankets. There's no I, I yeah. Here's like your the, breakfast. Yeah, that's the, to- the only the, word to hear. The, the Here's your lunch. Pa- the toilet paper roll was my pillow. You know, <laughs> if my, you had <laughs> your sneakers, you were lucky. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. Kicking in Newman in Plymouth was a lot better than kicking in the fucking oh, was, you know, uh, and, a station. You don't for the know weekend. what time yeah. it is. You don't oh, know what day it is. No. Uh, Did I sleep for two minutes or two hours? Right, lights on all night, and that's what. Yeah, the lights on all night. Oh my god! And that's what it is. You you think you slept for like five hours, and he's like, "Yeah, no, it's." You asked me what time it was ten minutes ago. It's like, really? You kidding me? Oh god! Um, But I ended up. I ended up getting. uh, They helped me on a thousand dollar bail. I went. I went to court that Monday morning. They held me on thousand dollar bail. I was strung out of my mind. I didn't have a grand. You know, so off the national street I go. You know, Nash. and you know, I didn't. At that point, I was I was Spongy okay with it. Spongy bologna I, I sandwich. Yeah, I really didn't care <laughs> at that point. Um, you know, because that relief started kind of setting in. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I get into Nash, and you know, you, you come in, and the first floor is the whole processing area. You go into, yeah. you know, you sit there for 
what felt like an eternity. I don't yeah. even know how long I sat there for, but you know, they do the whole. Uh, you sit in the room and they they uh, take you one by one. You go see the nurse. They do whatever it is they yeah. do before they send you up to the unit. Um, but the whole booking uh, process. Yeah, and so I'm sitting in this, this uh, the holding tank, just sitting there minding my business. I think I'm. I think there was one other person in there with me, uh, and all of a sudden I hear Sullivan, and I'm like, "That's me." And I stand up and I look and there's a CO sitting down the end of the hall. He's like, "To the back." And I'm like, "What did I do?" <laughs> you know, I'm thinking like I did something. So I walk down the hall. I walk right past him. We walk down the end of the hall. We get to the end of the hall. I turn around. He looks at me. He says, you remember me? And I look him dead in the eyes, and I'm like, oh, fuck. I remembered him. He was my next-door neighbor. He knew me since he, he knew me since I was a baby. His mother and my oh, mother were no best kidding. friends. Mm. And instant shame came over me yep. because, like, this, this guy yeah. had known me for so long, and... I hadn't seen them in years because they moved out, um, but they were they were they were great people, and I rem- I had very fond memories of them. Uh, him and his brother they were they were really good. They would always take care of me when my mother had to do something. You know, yeah, they, they yeah. watched me. Um, you know, and, and he looks at me. He's like, "What the fuck happened?" And I told him. I said, "You know, this is what happened. My mother passed away. Here I am." You know, I had a similar experience where yeah, where, so I, where I ran into a, the, one of the guards at the uh, the boot camp in Bridgewater was um, I had gone to school with him. I mean, grade school, you know, elementary school on up to yeah. wherever I dropped out. Yeah, um, and you know, he didn't even acknowledge me, but he, he knew we. I, you know what I mean? Yeah, same thing. I was I was at uh, it's like oh, Bridgewater. How, how embarrassing! You so, know, so awful. So. You know, they say you rem- everyone remembers where they were on September 11th. That's where I was. Oh, you were in Bridge- Bridgewater? Yeah. No water so, like Bridgewater. Yeah, no water like Bridgewater. <laughs> and th- it's the old one, so it's inside the state prison. Mm. You get the you get the wild, wild west and the other side. And uh, I'm in the child line, and I'm hurting. And I hear, Mandeville. And I'm like, fuck. I turn around. He's like, kid I grew up with. He's like, what the fuck happened to you? I was like, heroin. Yep. Heroin's what That's happened it. to me. One yeah. word. And, dude, 120 pounds. I'm, so I'm that, in the line. That, that I'm, I'm a fucking, I'm in detox, out. right? Oh, like, inside jail with state inmates, like, murderers, rapists, like, yep. real inmates. Yep. Oh, yeah. And he goes, double up his tray. He needs to fucking put some weight on. So it's like boom, boom. Oh, then, boy. then everyone's like, "Yo, what the fuck is that?" I'm like, "Oh my here we god, go. no, here we go, <laughs> fuck." Like, here you we know, go. yeah, yep. that's that's how it started over there. Oh, boy. And then another guy, like, I think it might have been after this or just before that. Um, you know, doing my thing, running around Brockton, being a shitbag, and yeah. uh, I'm I'm selling to this lady, and she, like her eyes light up, and I'm like, "What?" And I'm like, is there a cop behind me? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck. She's on a bicycle. Oh, no. Didn't even hear him. Didn't even hear him. Turn around, and I'm like, yeah, you got me. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, nothing. (laughs) He's like, nothing. He's like, Uh, yeah. Do you you remember me? And I'm like, no. 
and he says who he was, and it's like, I fucking went to school with his sister. I was in Boy Scouts with him for fucking years. Yeah. And then, you know, later on in my sobriety, I, he became a cop and he, you became a robber. Yeah. He was <laughs> he was a cop. Later on in my sobriety, like I I looked him up, found him on Facebook, and I says, listen, I I basically thanked him because. You know, I ran into him a couple times, and the way things went steered me in the direction that I went in. Yeah, yeah. And I said, listen, I'm not saying that you're responsible for it, but had you not done what you done for me, I may not have gotten to where I am today. And yeah. he was like, dude, you just made all the work I've done over all these years worth it. Yep. Thank you. Yep. You nice. know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the, the thing about the CEO that I ran into. He was nine years sober at the time. Oh wow! So him <laughs> no and I kidding. had a had a pretty cool good conversation. Yeah, sitting there in the hallway, and and the long and short of it was, this is as good as it gets. Right, like, this is it. This That's is it. other than this, you're going upstate, or you're going to end up in the ground. Yeah, but this is as good as it gets, and that that really stuck with me. Um, you know, so when when I got upstairs to the unit, um, I the first phone call I made was to a buddy of mine, and I said, listen, leave me in here. Don't don't yeah. don't even bother trying to raise bail money. Don't whatever. Yep. I, I need to stay in here, um, and I was fine with that. And um, I was talking to um, case managers, trying to figure out what I was going to do, how I was going to get a program, yeah. whatever. Uh, I so I spent two weeks in National Street, and then they shipped me to South Bay on Nash status because National Street was overcrowded. So I spent two weeks in South Bay. Um, yeah, I've never been there. It was one of the worst stops I can make. Uh, it wasn't too bad. I mean, considering I was, I was again, I was okay with it because it was better than the alternative. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah right. Um, Jail was a step up from how I exactly, was. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, I had three, and and to to the point of view about the hundred and twenty pound thing when I when I got when they finally did the whole, after him and I finished the conversation and I got to the nurse and the whole you yeah know, they weigh you and all that stuff. She said, "How much do you think you weigh?" I said about one hundred and ninety pounds. How about 160? Yeah, right? Wow. And I, yeah. I'm 250. So, so I was, I was <laughs> almost 100 pounds lighter yeah. than what yep. I, I was. Yeah. I, I tell people all the time, I was like Skeletor with a hair helmet. Because <laughs> I, I, had, I hadn't had a haircut in God knows how long right. in my hair's hair so helmet. thick. Yeah. And, but I was bone thin. You know what I mean? Like yep. my, Thinking my, you look good, though. Thinking you look Running around I, like, yeah. I thought I looked great. Yeah. I thought I looked great. Absolutely. You know? and, and that's a sickness. <laughs> um, but I ended up, after you know the two weeks in, in South Bay, I ended up going to my, my next court date. And my PO was trying to give me two and a half years. He was trying to give me my time. And... Uh, I figured I was getting it. I was figured, all right. Yeah. Well, this is it. I'm gonna. I'm doing two and a half. Whatever. I'm okay with it. I've accepted it. I can. I'll deal. Um, and the judge that was on the bench was a female judge. And f- from everybody that I had talked to, I guess she was a real stickler for, you know, like if you if you violate probation, if you you know, she'll she'll go she'll hammer you. Yeah, she'll go with the the PO. Yep. She turns around and she says, "I'm gonna give you 30 days. I'm gonna let you out right now. I'm gonna give you 30 days to get into a program. I get a job." What? Yeah. Right. Wow. Where okay. did that come from? Oh, exactly. All yeah. right. Um, Amazing. You know, and I, and I walked out of court that morning, and I and I walked. I was it was a uh, Boston Municipal Court, which was at the time in downtown, uh, right in PO Square. Um, really? Yep. And I walked uh, from PO Square to Charlestown. Um, <laughs> it's a good, good hike. It's a little bit of a walk. Yeah. It's funny, dude, because I get out of Bridgewater. I had a five thousand dollar bail, 
the judge on the bench, I don't think he's on the bench anymore, released me on a personal. I'm like, wow. what? What? Yeah. Like, I did my time at, at Bridgewater, and they sent me over there. <clears throat> and, uh, oh, no, they sent me to Dedham. And I'm like, but but I have a bed at the Mainspring house. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And uh, they sent me, uh, sent me over to Dedham. 4.30, 5 o'clock the next morning. Mandeville, pack it up. I'm like, mm, no, you got caught. I'm like, no, I don't have caught. You got caught. Pack it up. I'm like, what the fuck? I didn't know my lawyer put in for a bail reduction. So they sent me to Dedham Superior. Guy cuts me loose on a fucking personal from a $5,000 bail. And right, I remember. I, didn't you walk along? I walked from <laughs> Dedham to Randolph to my grandmother's. That's like in walk. the fucking pouring rain, that's, skipping like a motherfucker. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm free. That's a walk. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So crazy. Like a yeah. lot of the same shit. Yeah. yeah. And then so I, I get released. I go back to Charlestown. And I, I'm in my mind, I'm, I'm staying sober. Like it, it's, <laughs> I, I mean, in, in, my, in my heart of hearts, I wanted to. Exactly. But Me too. I was I, same. I, I had no defense. So I started going to meetings, you know, but I was going to meetings. I was showing up. I was hanging out in the back, shooting the shit. I wasn't listening, getting course slip signed, you know, just doing the whole spiel. Not right. really. Not not getting involved. Um, right. And about probably about three weeks after getting out, somebody comes knocking on my door Um they owed me some money, so uh, what they did is they gave me a fifty rock a crack to pay me. Oh, nice! <laughs> and in, in my, you works. know, in my in my great thinking, I'm like, all right, well, I'll just sell it and get my fifty bucks, put it in my pocket, don't think any about it. Within a minute, it's burning a hole in my pocket, and I'm oh, thinking yeah. about, all right, what do I got to make a pipe? Yep. Um, I oh, find that's what, that's what we do. Though. I find yeah, what I need to make do. a pipe. I throw the rock on it and I hit it. And instant, the whole thing, the whole thing, yeah, Holy yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> uh huh. And I can tell you right now that it got wasted. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Because as soon as as soon as it hit me, I didn't feel anything but shame, guilt, and remorse. Oh, yeah. Like I felt like a complete shit bag. Oh yep. God. So my uh, my emotions. solution to that was to go to the liquor store, get a thirty pack of natty ice and a pint of whiskey, and drink my sorrows away. Yeah. And yeah. I got completely fucking yep. shit faced that night. Uh, balled my eyes out. Such a sad and, spot uh, to be in, man. Woke up the next day, and said, "I can't do this anymore." And uh, and went, this is this is during the thirty days you need to get a job or treatment. Yes, this is, <laughs> this is the thirty Brilliant. days. I, I got about a week left. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. And um, and uh, that never came into mind. That never came into my mind. I didn't. I, I didn't really care about that. Um, I woke up the next morning and I I went down to the noontime meeting. That they had down in St. Catharines at the time, and I found a um, a friend who had uh, recommended a program to me uh, probably two weeks prior, um, and I told him, "Yeah, let me think about it. Let me get back to you because I got so much stuff that I can't leave behind. I had nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's the justification. Like, oh, I can't leave all my stuff behind. I had nothing. rotten food in the fridge, yeah. dirty clothes, yeah, and yeah, fucking yeah. shitty ass furniture. Uh, I had nothing. So <laughs> he made a phone call to Project Turnabout. Uh, which at the time was in Hingham, and I had no idea where Hingham was. I thought it was out west somewhere. Um, you know, I was like, "Yeah, whatever, I'll go wherever." Not realizing it's 15 minutes outside the city. Yeah. Um, you know, in in by three o'clock that afternoon, I was in Hingham. You know, I I went home. I I 
Getting Got showered. A, I didn't even shower. I went home and, and I... No, they I, shower when you come oh, in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to search your stuff. Uh, yeah. So I <laughs> so went home, I grabbed a backpack, I put an extra pair of socks and underwear, and that's all I had, and I left with the clothes on my back. And off the hang I went. Yep. You know, and we go down, you know, the old driveway down in Hingham. You come down oh, the long boy. driveway, and then you see yeah. that big rainbow sign. It says Project Turnabout, and all I think to myself is, what the fuck am I getting myself into? Uh-huh. You know, like I just saw the sign, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, and rainbows, you, yeah, butterflies. You walk in the door, and yeah, the first thing I hear. Screaming and yelling, and <laughs> you're a junkie. Yeah, the first thing I hear walking in the door is, life as you know it is over, and strap in. Yeah. yeah. Strap in. Strap in. I Dude, that. Yep. I remember fucking going upstairs, doing the whole strip search, shower shit, and then you go into the lounge. Yeah. That, yep. that fucking metal that, door. Yep. I took that door. I When they shut the house down, I took it. That was the <laughs> heaviest fucking door I ever pushed open in my life. But yeah. I am so glad that I went through the turnabout that I went through. Absolutely. Yeah, me too. Same here. You know? Same here. Yeah, we all Cause, we cause all went I, through the same treatment center. Because I've yeah. done I've gone back to turnabout in Weymouth oh. to do uh, some big book work with some of the guys and it's completely hundred percent different. It's, I it's, I will not no, do alumni it, commitments no more. It's it's yeah. I mean they've they've really the the Spectrum corporate really ruined it. I mean they took everything that was good about it and stripped it away. Dude, like we had purpose when we were there. Yeah. Like, yeah. we had jobs. We had, listen, this house isn't going to run if I don't do what I need to do Exactly. Today. You know, you had All housekeeping. Right. You had kitchen crew. You had... Um, maintenance. Maintenance. You had procurement. You had everything. The that. phone crew. The phone crew. Oh, they, like, they, there was there was a, a, a program there, and, and then they closed it, and they opened yeah. up a different one. Yeah, and, and, and they opened up Spectrum. They called it the same thing for a little while, but now they don't even do that. Yeah, anymore. now it's just Spectrum. And it's it's sad. But oh, no, this, you know. the guys still say, I'm in Project Turnabout. Yeah. Oh, do they really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's... it's but if you if you drive by the outside, it's just a Spectrum on the yeah, sign. It yeah, doesn't yeah. say Project Turnabout. Oh, the, the, the alumni board, all that shit's... It's like, all gone. Yeah. 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 We went... Uh, I was trying to, honestly, I had a, I brought a notebook in and everything. I was like, if someone comes in here and says they went through this place, get their name, get their number. You know, yeah. I when they first opened, I walked in, right? I'm, you know, ready to check this place out. Um, I'm in the I'm, I'm in the lounge right there when you walk in. Phone's ringing, 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 ringing. No one's there. What do we do when the phone rings Andrew. at the old one? Good evening, Project Turnabout. May I help you? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck? fuck is this i'm like chris mandeville alumni who's this this is michael richardson the director i'm like oh hey how you doing why the fuck are you answering the phone i don't know it was ringing yeah (laughs) go get so-and-so dude big blowout i'm like what the what happened to this place See, when it first opened it was still it was still yes yes i worked i worked there overnight yep and then they progressively weeded them out i think i I think dude joe rota they had him driving a van yeah Yeah. that pissed me off dude when i heard that joe rota the guy who like could hear every conversation no matter where you were in the old house yep he would tell you what you were talking about I, I lasted I lasted working there about a month uh, with the new guy. Yeah, yeah. It, it really was yeah, the same. It sucked. It's it's not like uh, they progressed through the house. The problem that I have is is uh, we used to have to progress, and uh, you wouldn't move up into another phase of your treatment until you 
progressed. You pro- yeah. yeah, you yeah. had to go in front of the house and you, you had to, to you had to read your, it off and you your had to peers it, had to vote you, you your up. Your peers had to vote you up. When you take a guy out of prison who's been in prison for five years, ten years, twenty years, okay, <laughs> and you put him in a program six for six months where they don't really have to do anything but do go to the meetings that they listen, sit there in a chair and and be furniture for six months. It's about as easy as you can get. Yeah, yeah. they're talk- they're used to doing time. Yeah, you're just doing time, but now you're doing time it, yeah. six months worth in, in a this different little lo- yeah, it's rinky yeah. dink just thing. a different location. Yeah, it with better food, better scenery. Doesn't yeah. search. Yeah. It's not a soul searching, you know, uh, thing that that makes you bring up all your emotions and all your um, old shit. And and you know, you're not you're not gonna cry. You're not gonna scream. You're not gonna, you know, you know, none of that stuff. Yeah. And because you're there to do time, and it's it's all on the it's all on the counselors and the staff to to change you. Well, that wasn't the way it was in our turnabout. It was on us to, to change, change yes. us they, and yeah. help the other guys next to us and that, to change. That was them. the biggest yeah. thing about the turnabout that we went through. That that absolutely 100 percent saved my life. Yep. And saved absolutely. life. Saved you my know, life. It's, absolutely. Um, because you had to, you had, yeah, you, you, you had to take a look at yourself, and you had to. I mean, you read it in the book. You read it in the big book. Alcohol is but a symptom. You yeah. got to get down to causes and conditions. We drink and we drug, not because of anything other than there's something in our life that we're running from. You know, so That's so right. so for me, right. it was it was the failings of not fitting in, not not being accepted, whatever. Yeah. You know, being bullied, whatever the case was. Um, so I, that was my escape, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So you have to. I had to take a look at all that, and I had to accept all that, and I had to change that, you know, yep. and, and 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 come to um, become okay with it, to move on, you yeah. know, and and deal with those yeah. issues and, and deal accept with accept yourself, accept that's, your, that's exactly, accept yourself, and and be okay. No with matter it. how broken and fucked up you are, yeah, we. Okay, we can work with that. Yeah, we can yeah. start there. Yeah, but you got to right. but you got to take a look at yourself and and say, same deal with the with the twelve steps and the fourth step. You write a fourth step. You you take a deep hard look at yourself. Yeah, and right. and you, then you tell somebody about it, and then you are able strip to move away on. All, strip all the justifications, all, yes. all the bullshit, you strip all, all the that br- stuff away. False and, bravado, and, ego, bullshit. Exactly, and yep. you know what? And, and nowadays, if you like me, you like me. If you don't. Go fuck yourself. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah. uh, I'm okay with that. If you don't like me, whatever. I got plenty of friends. Yeah. You know, and I can put my head on the pillow at night and I can go to sleep and I know that I'll wake up the next day and I'll be fine. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it took Project Turnabout in, in that program and the things that they did in that program to get me to that point. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I had it, to be broken down and it was not going to happen by holding my hand and saying, you're going to be all right. Exactly. I needed no, to be screamed I mean, at. And, you remember and, you know. the, the Viking helmet, the dresses, oh, yeah, the yeah. LEs. You <laughs> know, the, I mean, Dan with his tongue twisted. Yeah, the yeah. LEs, you walk through, the, you know, you have, every time you walk through a door, you had to read what he wrote on the paper. <laughs> My habit self has me. Blah, blah, oh, yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. Blah, blah. yeah. Dude, and they were like worse than she sells seashells by the seashore yeah. shit. Yep. You yeah. know what I mean? Say he would a hundred times. Yeah. 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 And then it was the little things like uh, getting pulled up for leaving a cup, leaving a yeah. room without saying I'm, I'm aware of that cup. Yep. Like right. changing your behaviors. Making yeah. you aware, making you accountable for your actions. Exactly, your actions. like Make you, you aware you of your actions. Don't leave your shit laying around. Yeah, like, right. you know nobody's here to clean up after yourself. Yep. If if you leave a room and you don't say you're aware of it, then we're gonna take that as 
you're leaving your trash yeah. around. So don't yeah. leave your fucking laundry in the dryer. Yeah. If, if it's done, fold it's done, it so fold someone it. else can use it. Yep. Yeah. You know, and, right. and you know, if you get up out of a seat and you're gonna say, I'm aware of that seat, well guess what? Somebody's gonna take it. Yep. You yeah. know? Um and, and it's stuff like that that when you're kind of in it and you start getting pull ups and you're like, Oh man, you know, because some guys would obviously some guys would take the pull up system a little mu- little too much. Yeah, and they'd yeah. go a little overboard. And it's like, dude, really? Come on. Yeah. But, for those for those listening, the pull up system was a system where the 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 clients in the program would notice a a behavior that would fit into a a list of pull ups that you could give, and um, and you were responsible to give so many per month. If you weren't given enough, you were called out on that. Yeah. Yep. And yep. not I mean you didn't have to like create them. They just happened. They just happened. Trust and believe. Yeah. Right. You, you, I mean it's, you can you can walk in any room and just find you'd be like, Oh yeah, yeah. be wearing in the verbal but the, pull up. But there was also push ups. Yes, there was also push ups, yeah. which was good, good stuff. Good stuff. If you did yeah. something good, you can get a push up and I yeah. think usually only the councils gave push ups. Yeah. And then there was verbal, and there was written. Written, written yeah. If it was yep. written, it was serious. Yeah, it was yeah. serious. It's going in the box. Going in the box. Yeah, <laughs> what was it? If you got three written, if you got three uh, verbal pull-ups for the same offense, you would get it written after that, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, Is that yeah. what it was? I think so, yeah. Yeah, something like that. So, yeah, if you, if you showed the same behavior um, and you got verbal pull-ups multiple times for the same thing, you would then start getting written's. And then that, that so many writtens you could be set back. Yeah, you could be kinds, set back. You know, you know yeah. so you, I mean, I was in there for seven and a half months, seven to nine month program. But you could be, I mean, you could be on the same phase for two two months, three yeah. months. You know, and, I want to find the old philosophy. Yeah, I think I have it somewhere. Yeah, because I. I I read the one that they had over at the other one, and I'm like, "Oh, it's garbage." What? What is that? What is that? Yeah, yeah. Who who came up with that? Yeah, yeah. You know that thing was. Oh yeah. You know, made you think when yeah. you heard it. Oh yeah. yeah, made you think. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, by far that was the the best decision I ever made in, yeah. in my recovery was going through that house. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. I I Me really too. don't think that if I didn't go through that house specifically, I would if I had gone through just a regular. Halfway house, I probably would be here. That was my, f- well, but other than Bridgewater, that was my first and only experience with treatment. Mine too. Thank God. Mine too. Oh, really? Absolutely. Yep. Mine too. Yeah, my, my not mine. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, Brid- I- Bridgewater really wasn't treatment. It was fucking relapse prevention and stupid shit, which they had a turnabout also because they had to, but like just everything else that went along with it, the whole dynamic of how that house ran. Yeah. Like, you know. If we needed something, the procurement crew had to get on the phones and they had to ask people, you know, hey, um, I'm from a men's treatment center called Project Turnabout in Hingham, and we are looking for donations. You know, that's how that whole that's house how, yeah, ran. Yeah. There was, yeah. If there was any funding, it didn't go to the house. You know, the only thing that, that, that we funded was, you know, we got put on assistance and that money went towards Cisco and got yeah, us food. Got us food, you yeah. know. But we right. went to the food bank we, yeah. and we walked the friggin' docks at Chelsea remember, at four asking, in the morning. Going to Chelsea right. four in the morning, going to get the We got to get there vegetables. before Meridian House. Yeah, go, go, yeah, we, we, yeah we'd go asking to the, we'd go to the Chelsea fruit right. center, all the yeah. all the fruit places, and go through all the you know just drive down the road, I mean, and go in all the buildings. Being on kitchen crew and picking through the lettuce, throwing out the yep, crap. Hey, three days, three days into treatment. 
fucking whole kitchen crew gets thrown out for smoking crack. Dale Bone oh, goes, you have cooking right experience? I, I said, yep. He goes, you're the new kitchen crew chief. Yep. Hey, I was dropping kitchen crew chief on job search. <laughs> <laughs> Serious. It was crazy. I was doing the Cisco order, everything. Yeah. But that gave me a focus. It yeah. gave me a purpose. Yeah. And, you know, dude, going to the, going to the Celtics games. Fucking, we did, too. We lived. Yeah. You know? Johnny yeah. P when he was there. Oh, I remember the High roll. games. I was there with the Celtics. Joe Russell. <clears throat> yep. Crazy dude. Yeah. yeah. I I some of my fondest memories were in that house. Oh, absolutely. I found yeah. so many pictures from <clears throat> from my graduation. Awesome. Oh, when you walked the stage? Yeah. So Sully. I went and walked the stage somewhat, right? Yeah, that's right. You guys. I was you... the only one. I was the only one there that was alumni at all. There was one guy who was alumni graduated from that, from the Weymouth house. Yeah. They didn't even let me speak, never mind walk any stage. They didn't give me any kind of uh, certificate. I still got my diploma. Completion. I still got yeah, my I, got I my found mine. Yeah. yeah. I got my it's still framed. It's still absolutely. Yep. No, I, I got a certificate of completion uh, from Turnabout, but not at the... Thing like they do when you they get the graduation. You, you didn't get the diploma that actually right. says diploma on it. You didn't no. get that. Yeah, yeah. So we got. I that. got. Yeah. yeah, I got my. Uh, well, I found it oh, in that box. You walked the stage. Yeah. So yeah, you we were there we right were, We were the last ones, last to, walk ones the to walk the stage because you guys were. You guys were about six months behind me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and that's and that's and when the whole house started changing. When they started move, that's when they were getting ready to move to Westboro. Right. You know, because they. But had also, also, they only had one graduation a year. If you that's fucked right. up, you didn't walk the stage. Yeah, that's right. If you didn't yep. stay sober, yeah. you didn't walk the stage. Right. You know, yep. and if remember with Bobby Fagan and all that, we voted. Yep. All right, reentry. You got to do eight weeks and twelve because it was like dudes would go one reentry meeting for in like two months. Yeah, you know, and then we were like, listen, there's got to be like some type of accountability, stability type thing here, like right. where, you know, you're it's it's a consistent thing. So we had a house meeting, and we were like, all right, you got to do eight re-entry meetings, but you have to do it in 12 weeks. Do you think that life happens. Of- you, you may miss some. You may have to work. You may yeah. do this, but you need to do it in 12 weeks. How many other programs are having the, having the, uh, the clients vote on something like that? I'm going to say none. None. <laughs> yeah. None. You know what I mean? None. It gives you the idea that you're on the, the, the side, the team – of the sober people, you know what yeah. I mean. Rather than, rather than always being on the team of the the people who are just sitting there listening. And I think you know it's, I, mean? I think it was the year after I graduated. Us um, and them, it's you know. Dan uh, selected me to get the Stephen Tronstein Award. Nice. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was someone who went through the house and he and something ended up happening. He got sick and passed away or something. Mm. And I was like, what? So, yeah, that, that place definitely holds a special place in my heart. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so what's going on now? So yeah. How, goes? How, how has life changed so, since you've been through um, PT? Oh, God. Fuck what you heard. I love PT. Yeah. So many, I mean, seriously, so many ways. I mean, man's when, in when them. I went into that program. Your man's, <laughs> your man's in them. Yeah. Oh, my when God. When I went into that program, I had no idea what, obviously, no, what to expect. I, I, yeah. I just knew that I didn't want to live what I, the way the way I was living because I, I was, you know, the only thing, the, the one thing that brought me into turnabout, to brought me to that point was not loss of materialistic financial it was the loss of myself mm. you know waking up that morning and looking at myself in the mirror and saying 
like what the fuck what what do you like you know just yeah. being an empty shell of a man you know yeah what um, is this life Whoa. so who the fuck am i go into yep. that program not knowing what to expect but knowing that um you know when they ask you what are you willing to do to stay sober and my answer to that was anything and i was 100 percent anything yeah you know yeah. and and um, willingness yeah willingness and, and and that's what i did i i, I went through that pro- when i went through the program i did everything that was suggested to me um you know in graduating that program uh going out getting a job uh working you know getting an apartment uh you know and just living a sober life not really knowing what to expect because you always think you hear people say it all the time and i was one of them that what am I going to do for fun now that I'm sober? Like, yeah. But what did I do for fun when I was getting high? I hung on the corner. That's what I did. I, I stayed on the corner. I didn't go anywhere. I didn't do anything. I didn't yep. go on vacation. I didn't. Right. I, I was fucking stuck on a corner. <laughs> but I thought that was a blast, you know. Yeah, right. And, and then chem- I wasn't even stuck on the corner anymore. Yeah. I was stuck in my project apartment. I was a, I was an introvert. I was a, a caveman. Yeah. You know. Um. So it's like right. it can only go up from here. Um. And and that's really what's happened, man. The past thirteen years, thirteen and a half years, have been phenomenal. I mean, don't, granted, there's been some struggles, um, mainly financial, with, with you know, just just fixing the wreckage of the past. Yeah, that's um, that's life, man. But, did, did you work in like a phone store for like? No, I didn't work in a phone store. No? I worked in a law firm. Oh, all I worked right. in a law firm for a while. Um, oh yeah, I remember you. I'm I was trying to suit. Say, someone someone yeah, worked yeah. in a phone store for quite a quite a while yeah no it wasn't me i worked in a my my get well job was was a law firm which was actually not a bad get well job yeah right um yeah but i i, I figured out early on that i didn't want to work in an office i didn't want to sit in a cubicle for the rest of my life and uh yeah right the opportunity yeah. came about to uh get into electrical work um and so i took it because i i have always liked doing stuff with my hands um mm. And it seemed like a good opportunity, so I took it. Uh, and now I am a licensed journeyman electrician. Uh, I'm a member of the IBW Local 103. Um, How long have you been in there? I got into the 103 a little over a year ago. Uh, I had nice. been trying to get in for, Jesus Christ, almost 10 years. Oh, it's tough. But it's it, tough with, with the old regime, it was tough. Yeah. Um, but now... We got a new the good business, old boys. A new business manager, some new business agents, a buddy of mine. So much easier agent. to get into the iron workers. You just got to have screw loose, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, want to yeah. go walk on beams? Yeah. <laughs> so um, you go willing? To, come on. Thankfully, a friend of mine who is also sober, um, he became he got elected as a business agent, and he was able to talk to the business manager. Nice. And, and the thing about the the new business manager too is he understands that there's talent outside of the union. Like there's a lot of non-union companies. Yeah. That have a lot of good workers, and that's our biggest competition: is the Griffins, the Glens, the big non-union oh, yeah, yeah, contractors. Yeah. There's still a lot Glenn's of Glens. Huge, yeah. Griffins even bigger, yeah. But these companies are stealing work from us because they can underbid. You know, they can they can they don't pay their employees as good yep. for the most part. Um, so they they can win jobs over us. And the new business manager has come to the understanding that, well, you know, how do you hurt them? You take their talent. And that's what we're doing, you know. And, and and these guys that are working for these companies want to be union, but they haven't had that opportunity, right? Because it, unless you get in as into the apprenticeship, you there was never a path for you to get in. So if you you had to start, so at the, yeah. yeah. So if you were licensed, 
you didn't go through the the apprenticeship. Well, see you later. You know. Actually, I think another buddy of mine just did the same thing. So, so it's it, it. He's he's understood that there's a lot of talent outside of. So now you can come in as a journeyman. You can, yes, yes. So we've actually we've we've uh, organized in a, 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 within the past year a lot of guys, a lot of really good guys too, a lot of really good electricians. That's good, um, but you know, you're this has afforded you a, a comfortable life. At this a point. very comfortable life, yes. And, uh, um, um, you know, it, it, it's I get paid very well. I love my job. Um, I'm outside every day, uh, working out in the wonderful weather. <laughs> like today but there's days where you know i was out all winter i was outside all winter doing the street lights in north atterborough changing the street lights to led and you know we had that one month or so of that really really cold weather yeah and that sucked yeah you know because you have to stay out there and still work yeah you're working you you, you can't feel your fingers you can't feel your toes dude i have never you, been, you know and, and i've never been so cold oh sitting on a beam and welding on the fan pier on yeah, the water on, on the, the 18th yeah, floor yeah and trying not to move so you can get a nice bead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the heat off the bead. But I mean, it's it really. I mean, being sober in in living this life afforded me this opportunity. Right. Because had I yeah. not been sober, I would have never met my buddy. This would have never happened. Yep. Um, you know, none of this would none of this would have been possible. You know, and you and just don't know what's possible until and, you do you know, it when you're when you're ripping and running and and you 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 think you're looking at, at the future in your mind and you and you're thinking yeah you know this is going to happen and then I'll probably die at some point yeah you know? and and now uh, like I was telling Tom before we started here next month I'm taking two weeks off and I'm taking a motorcycle ride with a bunch of sober guys down in North Sweet. Carolina so we're going into North that. Carolina we're going to do um, we're good. We're gonna do. Uh, it's called Tail of the Dragon, uh, which is I think it's like 518 turns in an 11 mile uh, road with, through nice. the through the Smoky Mountains. Um, you know, we'll, we'll do some fishing and stuff too. We'll do whatever. I mean, all with sober guys, right? And all, that's the thing. You guys, guys can do whatever yeah, you I mean, want. We can do whatever we want. But it, it, I'm just. We're just taking two weeks. We're taking. We're riding down. We're riding back. That's uh, fantastic. You know, and, and it's probably going to take, we're going to get, we're going to take us two days, I think, to get down there. But on the way back, we're going through Pennsylvania. We're going to take the long way. Pennsylvania, crowd. dude, that's a fucking long ass state. It is. It seems like yeah, it takes forever. It is. It does, and yep. from what I've heard, it's a phenomenal ride. It's I just bet. a beautiful, beautiful ride. I bet. And, and that's, again, that's, I wouldn't have the motorcycle I have without having the job that I have. Yeah. And I wouldn't have the job that I have without being sober. So it all, Everything, yeah. Everything, everything is because all this is is because I got sto- sober and stayed sober, yep. uh, a day at a time. And you know, and and I tell people all the time, this is life on life's terms. Life happens. Yeah. People die. Bad shit happens. But at the end of the day, whatever it is that you're dealing with, it's better to just face it and move on from it. Because if you turn to drinking and drugging. You you've just now compounded whatever it is that you're dealing with, yeah. and you've made right. it even ten times worse. Yeah, and, yep. and you're not facing the emotions, and they're going to come. You're going to have to deal with anyway. it. You're going to have to deal with it eventually, anyways. Once you yeah. get sober, so you might it's as like well putting just, your head under the pillow. Exactly, you might as well just deal with it, get over, get through it, and move on, and just keep going on with yeah. your life. Well, I mean, all my prayers get answered. Sometimes it's fucking no. You're yeah. not having that hey. right now. Hey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, yeah. and, and that's that's what it is. You know, and and you got to accept it. And yep. for me, the biggest thing is the biggest thing that helped me was acceptance. Yeah. You know, in in yeah, um, 
I have people ask me all the time, like, oh, you know, do you mind if people drink around you? And I'm like, no, I don't care. Yeah. Like, I go to I go to cookouts, I go to parties, I go to whatever, and, and people drink. That's for me. People that don't have alcoholism or don't have the mentality that we have yeah. and can drink normally, it's socially acceptable. That's how people socialize. Yeah, yeah. good enough. And, and I've come to the point that that I can't. I know that I can't drink. You know your truth. And I've accepted it. Right. But other people can. And that's fine by me. It yep. doesn't bother me in the least bit. Yep. You know, most times I torture them because they start to get drunk and you start fucking with them. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, have, I have a little fun with them. There's some people I know that, like, they might be on the cusp. Yeah. You know, I can see the personality change. Yeah. Like, yeah. every drink, it changes a yeah. little more. Yeah. Like, and I, th- I, I think it's hilarious, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, it's you can't hide from it. It's everywhere. Yes. Um, and... and so I that's that today that's how I live my life. I live my life. I wake up. I go to work. Uh, I try to do the next right thing. Uh, you know, I, in sobriety, I've also become a Freemason. And if you don't oh, know wow. what a Freemason is, oh, I've, um, I've, I'm gonna have talked about that. Yeah. So uh, and it, it's really just about being a better person and, yep. and helping your fellow man, mm. woman, whatever. Just just being a better human being and trying to trying to make the world a better place and, and helping wherever you can, like. Uh, a big thing with with local 103 too, which is awesome, is we we now do a lot of stuff for um, recovery because there's a lot of members that are oh, alcoholics yeah. and drug addicts, yeah. drug addicts. So yeah, um, we try to we, we we got a new program going. We got meetings at the hall, and uh, you know we try to help members when, wherever we can when when they need a bed. Uh, and one of the things that we just did is you know Teen Challenge in Brockton. Yeah. yeah. Well, Teen Challenge just built a new 30 day facility. Yeah. Local 103 completely donated material and labor. $800,000 job. Wow. Awesome. Nice. Completely awesome. So cool. One, one thing that I've noticed with the, a lot of the unions is you're not getting the chances that you used to get. There's too many people out there that aren't getting high that can do the work. You know what I mean? Well, like they, A lot of that shit used to be, all right, yeah, that's just what he does, man. Just let him be over there. You know what you'll, I mean? You'll get opportunities. You'll you'll give you a second chance. Right. But oh, yeah. Eventually, you burn that bridge. Yep. Like, there's, there's not endless opportunities. Like you know, they used if, to be. If, you, if, you, right. if, you, if you're on a job site and they do random drug tests and you pop, they're going to send you to treatment. Yeah, right. You do it again. You're probably going to be bye bye. Yep. You know, it, it's just the way it is. Uh, it's it's not endless, but they do, they will, they will help, help you. you. Yep. They will try to do what they can to get you into treatment yep. to get you better because they and, understand it's, and it's there's a bunch of us now. that are uh, that are part of a Sunday morning group at the hall, and we do whatever we can to help brothers nice. and sisters that that need help. You know, yeah. I'm there. I'll 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 help anybody anytime yep. if I can. You know. Nice. If, and and that's what it's about. It's about giving back, and to the point with the the teen challenge. I mean, we were down there, um, pretty much every Saturday for the past two months. Nice. Why are in that place? You know. So is it? It's in Brockton. Uh, in Brockton, right behind, right behind where Teen Challenge is. They built, okay. They built the building yep. behind it. Nice. But we had members uh, volunteering their time, going down there, just volunteering their Saturdays, and and wiring this place. You know. Yep. And and that's what it's about. And uh, I've done a Habitat for Humanity house. Nice. You know, and that's uh, anytime there's an opportunity to volunteer at my services, especially with what we do. I mean, there's, there's yeah. that, you know, it, it's it, we have a talent that, uh, you know, when it comes to stuff like that. And, and so when I can give back and, and I can do something and it's all free, 
it, it helps somebody. Yeah. You know, like Habitat for Humanity, whatever, uh, the 30-day program, it's it's phenomenal. And, and the, the flip side of that Teen Challenge thing is what we get out of it is if there's a member that needs a bed, we have a bed. Nice. Nice. So that's... You know, that's yep. what we, so it, it's, stuff. it's all designed to help, you know, and it's, that's what it's all about. It's just about giving back and helping people and trying to give back what was given to me, yep. you know, and, and, you know, I, I, I fall short a lot of times, Yeah. you know, I'm not perfect by any stretch, but, right. uh, you know, I wake up every day and I just try to do the next right thing and try to help. You know, I just, I go by the, the philosophy that like. I'll never be able to repay that debt, so no. I just keep doing what do I. What, what yeah, I have you to do, do what you can. You know, you, you, know? you help where you can. Um, you know, and and that's it. That's all yep. you can do. Nice. You know, if somebody puts their hand out and asks for help, and you're available. Absolutely. Let's go have coffee. Let's. Yep. You know? Yeah, anytime. Right. Yeah. You call me at three in the morning. If if you if you are gonna if you feel like you're gonna drink or get high, call my phone. I wake up. I don't care if I gotta right. if I gotta literally drive to your house and come pick you up, and we just gotta drive around. And if that, if that's gonna keep you sober, yeah, I can deal with being tired at work. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. what that's what's coffee for, you know. I, know. I mean, <laughs> caffeine. I'll I'll, I'll deal. Um, yep. But yeah. if it's gonna keep somebody sober and, and potentially alive, yeah, here you go. I'm all about it. All right, brother. All right, brother. Thank you very much. Thank we you. Went. Thank you for having me. That was fantastic. Yeah, yeah it was. Good trip down memory memories, lane. Yeah, yeah, a lot of memories. Yeah. Good trip down memory lane. Absolutely. All right. So uh, that's the Life on Life's Terms podcast. You can subscribe to us on uh, iTunes and Google Play. And um, we got the Facebook group, Life on Life's Terms. And uh, websites, lolterms.com. There you go. And, and uh, YouTube, cool. everything. YouTube, the Life on Life's Terms podcast. Yep. yep. Instagram soon. Yeah, so big things are going to be happening. Big things, soon. big things. Yep. All right, We're moving that's up. It. Peace. Right. Peace. I live in this world full of anger and hate, and nobody is safe in this place. Oh, my God, I'm me. Trying to stay sane and hate.